This is Long Story Short from the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. I'm Eban Udama. You can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org and wshu.org. Keith Baniff specializes in state government finances for the Connecticut Mirror. He joins us to talk about his article, Once Broke, Is Connecticut Government Now Holding Too Much Cash? Hello, Keith. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. A few years ago, you wrote a series on the legacy of government debt in Connecticut. Now you're talking about the question, is Connecticut government holding too much cash? How did that come about? I think you're probably not the first person to ask that question, especially after the decade of the 2010s, which were just marked by stories about budget deficits. Everywhere you turned, it seemed that state government was hemorrhaging red ink. And and I do think it's important that we not lose perspective. What we're talking about now when we say, does government now have too much cash is, we have about $3 billion in the state's rainy day fund. That's enormous when you consider that five years ago, we had almost nothing. Uh, we're talking about possibly finishing with more than $2.5 billion in surplus this year, which is certainly better than finishing in deficit. The important perspective we can't lose track of is that state government still has over $95 billion in long-term debt, money it owes on bonding and pensions, retirement health care programs. So, yes, in the short term, there's more money floating around to cover this budget, next year's budget than ever before. But over the long haul, Connecticut still has a tough road to hoe. So basically, we still have a lot of cash on hand, though. And now we have competing interests that are vying on how to spend the money. Progressives want it used to improve social safety net programs. Conservatives want tax cuts and business interests want it used to replenish the unemployment trust fund and stimulate business. How... Are lawmakers and uh, government Lamont going to work all this out? Uh, not easily. And the, the reason I say that is because you mentioned all the stakeholders at the table, but there's one other thing I, I should have mentioned going into this, and that is that the pandemic has really complicated all of this. When we're talking about the pots of cash, the projected budget surplus, the rainy day fund, we should also mention that the the two-year state budget that we're in right now that runs this fiscal year and next is being supported with about $2 billion of emergency federal uh, pandemic relief. That money is significant because if you you think about it, we are expecting when this budget cycle is over to have a couple billion dollars left over. I know I'm asking people to do math in their heads, but think about this about $2 billion of federal money that's normally not there comes in, and there's gonna be about $2 billion or more left over. I don't wanna say we're laundering the federal money through, but basically the federal money is the projected surplus. The federal money is what is left over. And you might say in 99 cases out of 100, well, whenever you have found money and you've got all this long-term pension debt that Keith was just talking about, Shouldn't we save that? Shouldn't that go into the rainy day fund or if that's full into the pension funds? Again, 99 times out of 100, you could argue yes. But this isn't money we got from a rich uncle we never knew who died and and remembered us in his will. This is money the federal government gave us to solve the pandemic crisis. So if we're going to ultimately save it, 
we darn well better be able to show, well, the only reason we're saving it is because we've met every problem the pandemic created. We've solved every need that hospitals, schools, um, healthcare and social service providers, um, small businesses, large businesses, all of our pandemic problems were solved and there's still money left over. And that's why everybody's fighting because some people feel we're still on pace to hold too much money in a COVID world. But it's an election year. And basically Lamont and most lawmakers are seeking re-election. So we have to have some type of resolution to this and it has to be something that taxpayers would appreciate. So what what can we expect? I think you're right. I think you're you're absolutely going to see some tax cuts. I think the key, though, is going to be where they're aimed. Uh, everybody seems to be in agreement that we're going to be doing some cutting of gasoline taxes. Um, polling has long shown for decades that tax increases at the pump anger voters more than a tax increase of the same amount in some other place because they're reminded of the gas pump so frequently because we all have to fill up our cars. Um, I think uh, some of the progressive Democrats would really like to do more for Connecticut's urban poor. Um, I think uh, Governor Lamont and many of the Republicans are aiming more for the middle class. Um, The governor has talked about Um, expanding the property tax credit within the state income tax. That's something that would help primarily middle-class taxpayers. Um, The Republicans uh, in the Senate would really like to lower the sales tax rate. That's something that would help everyone, but um, really the sales tax is primarily paid by the middle class. So I think they're still going to fight out. I think you can count on some tax cuts um, the question is going to be who who benefits the most from it. Okay. So uh, right now we're talking about a spending problem, not a, <laughs> not a revenue problem. Right now. But again, just also remember, all it takes is a, I'm going to call it a traditional recession, Ebong. I'm not saying the pandemic wasn't a recession. When I say traditional recession, though, I mean one where the stock market really plunges and it's a sustained plunge. And we're probably having a a slower rebound from that, but more like what we saw in the the Great Recession of 2008 and 2009. And it took us so long, and we never fully recovered from that recession. When that happens, I don't say if, but when it happens, then you will see revenues drop off. You will see these surpluses very quickly disappear. You will actually see our required contributions to the pension fund go up. That'll put more pressure on the budget because as pension investment earnings go down, which they do when the stock market plunges, the state has to contribute more. So believe me, the economy will take care of these surpluses just through its own natural cycles. There'll be good times and bad times. But the the overall pressure of that pension debt is going to be with us for decades to come. So bottom line is Connecticut has a problem with too much cash on hand and for now what to do with it wow well thank you so much keith keith banner specializes in state government finances for the connecticut mirror his article is titled once broke is connecticut government now holding too much cash long story short comes from wshu public radio and the connecticut mirror you can read the stories we feature at ctmirror.org or wshu.org I'm Ebon Udama.